The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. The WinBet Casino is now offering a 100% deposit match up to $1,000 for new users. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. And we're brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as up to $25,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And don't forget to download the SGP app for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Uh, my name is Malcolm Bamford. Uh, with us for episode six, uh, six of six in our preview show, uh, MLB Division Preview, little series that we put together over the last few nights from Houston, Texas, is Mr. Moonaf Manji. Moonaf, you still going, son? How are you doing? I am doing well. The last one, uh, last division preview. Uh, we saved the best for last, maybe a little bias there, but uh, definitely excited for this one. Well, there's two reasons I'm excited for this one. Um, you nearly lost me to sleep uh, in between these last two. Um, <laughs> I took the controversial decision to have a little disco nap, um, which is always a little bit dangerous. However, I don't think I've got much heavy carrying to do, uh, much heavy lifting to do this episode, uh, because we have saved our most uh, enthusiastic uh, guest, one of my favourite Twitter followers of all time, um, and a friend of the show. Um, he was on the pod a few times last season. Um, Mr. Johnny Junter. Uh, I think I've pronounced that correctly again. Johnny, how are you doing, man? Good. Oh, you, you sound like, uh, it sounded like I was like a striker in the EPL, the way you pronounced that. It's Junta, <laughs> it's a little bit of Italian. Uh, but it's fine, Malcolm. I mean, and, my, and I want to start off by saying this. Up the Reds, obviously, as you know. Mm. Uh, and second thing, I will say this. Newcastle is an absolute wagon of a team now. I mean, you two – and by the way, Malcolm, two, like about three months ago, it sounded like you wanted everyone on the team killed. And now all of a sudden, <laughs> they're the best team in the world. But I will say this. They've been making me an uncomfortable amount of money. I don't know why they keep making them plus money. It doesn't make any sense. They're a wagon. So I just want to congratulate you on that because I will tip my cat when I have to. They're disgusting. So uh, before we start this, I have to ask you, what's like, what's the atmosphere like around where you are? Cause obviously there's a lot of Newcastle fans, right? It must just be everyone smiling. It just must be unlimited Guinness for all, for everyone. Like what's going on there? What's the, what's the atmosphere like? Well, we, we drink Newcastle brown ale, not Guinness, Johnny, but I'll, uh, I'll let, I'll That's give you fine. a pass. Genuinely, without going on about it, um, I'm a new man. The town is a new town. Um, it's a different <laughs> place for, for, a generation of my life, it's been abject misery. And then all of a sudden, uh, this change happened and it's brilliant. It's, it's, it's a different future for my children and their support of the team. I can talk to my dad. You can go to work and be happy with stuff. Uh, you can watch the TV, listen to the radio, buy the newspapers, things I haven't done for 20 years. Um, it's absolutely outstanding, Johnny. Uh, I'm loving it. They have been a really good price. If, um, they've been sort of plus, plus 250, plus 300 over the last Doesn't make weeks. any sense. It's, um, it's free, was, it's stuffed. It's stuffed. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, and I'm happy for you, man, because obviously, listen, I'm a, I am 
obviously everyone knows here I'm a, I'm a Leaf guy too. I, I like the Leafs. And I, I've dumped out misery my whole life. They're the best regular season team, all this kind of stuff. So it's nice yeah. to see what it's like on the other side there. And Newcastle, I know this isn't a soccer podcast. They've been the best team in the EPL. I, I can, you can make that case in the past couple months, besides the obviously Liverpool, they've been the best team in the EPL pound for pound. So I just want to congratulate you on that because I love betting on it. And I will say this, I'm a baseball guy, hockey guy, nothing compares to gambling on soccer. It's the most random shit. 94th minute <laughs> extra time goals. It's the most electric shit of all time. So thank you for getting me into that. And I maybe, I don't know if me, me choosing Liverpool is the right idea or right decision. Cause they're nasty kind of bandwagon kind of guy. Maybe I should have chose Newcastle, but I just want to say thank you for getting me into it. Me learning from you. I'm not a scouser, but I just want to say it's electric to get into soccer. And I love watching it now. So thank you both for getting me into that. Uh, good. Uh, brick by brick. I mean, we're not quite at Liverpool's level yet, but in three or four years, we won't be far away, Johnny. So we might have to uh, have some genuine competition. And um, ca- uh, Canada qualified for the World Cup this week? Yeah, no, it, the, and the, it, they've never, I think the last time they did it was 1986. So the the reception here, like ev- everyone's all into it. I mean, there's some guys on this team that are disgusting. I mean, Alfonso Davies uh, from yeah, Bayern he's quality, Munich, isn't he? and then Jonathan David. It's just, it's incredible. And we got to start, maybe us three could start doing this because you just mentioned something with a little slang there. We got to start bringing this shit to baseball. You just referred to a guy as quality. And the way you said it, it just got me, gave me goosebumps. We got to start saying that like Bryce Harper, he's quality. Bryce Harper, he's a quality, he's quality on the pit. Like you can't call it the pitch, but we'll say he's quality shit like that. We're going to start implementing that into the, into the North American culture for you. We're going to start doing that for you, Mal. I am slowly trying to drag everyone down to my level, sort of phrase by <laughs> phrase. Even tonight, I've been getting stick on Twitter. It's been bordered on racist, actually, Johnny. They've been, uh, they've been calling me out for saying bits and bobs a lot. Uh, and mad as a box of frogs, I think, was a term that uh, you hadn't yeah, that's, come that across either, Moon. Is that right? That, that I can't right. get behind, and I can't get behind another thing. And, and <laughs> Munaf can back me up on this. The bath posts. We're done with that. You, <laughs> any more bath posts, I'll be honest. The bath posts are done. I, I don't know how people do it. And listen, I'm as much of a bath guy as the next guy, but the bath posts are ludicrous, Mal. I can't believe you do that. And I, You can back me up on this. Yes. I respect it. I respect it, but it's just insane that you do that. I spend on average 35% of my week in the bath. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, fair enough. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll try and rein that in for you, Johnny. Um, I love that. Right. Baseball. Baseball. Look at the vibes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone's relaxed today. Um, we've uh, we've knocked out five of these division previews, Johnny, uh, and we've left this air least um, to last for you. And it probably is um, not blown smoke. Same in the best of last. Um, it's got your team in it, the Toronto Blue Jays. But I think... Um, it's the most competitive that there is. Uh, the bookmakers' lines will tell you that and uh, everything you know about baseball will tell you that. So give us a little a general overview first uh, of how you view the division and then we'll start going blow by blow. Well, I'm going to be as unbiased as possible and Blue Wire actually sent me an email and they said, can you give me a, uh, a sleeper pick and I'll give you a little bit of a, not a sleeper pick, they told me to give a hot take 
And my hot take is the Yankees are poverty and they're not going to make the playoffs. That's just plain and simple. And I, there's no bias towards that. Listen, I love Andrew. I love Scott, all those guys. The Yankees are pathetic. That's just the preview right there. They didn't get anyone to uh, improve themselves. IKF, Josh Donaldson, sure. But when you look at the, when you look at the strides of the team, like the Red Sox have taken, you got Trevor story, the Jays, they needed some, they needed a guy third base. They didn't have any third baseman, right? I mean, their third baseman, they were just shuffling last year with minor league guys. You got the best defensive third baseman in baseball, not named Nolan Arenado at third base. Every team in that division is improving, obviously, besides the Orioles, stuff like that. And the Rays always find ways to be better. But when you're looking at this division and you look at that offseason, every single team that was competitive last year got substantially better. And I'm going to say substantially better for the Jays because the first half of the season last year, the Jays weren't good. They, they were okay. And then their bullpen started figuring it out. They actually were allowed to play in Toronto. And holy shit, they were a wagon. 91 wins didn't make the playoffs. Sickening to me to even think about that. But that's just how it goes. I think this division is going to be nasty. I think it's going to be Jays, Red Sox, and the Rays are just not – they always find a way to be there, but I just don't think it's going to happen this year. I think every single team that was in the, in the contention last year, I think the only team that doesn't, maybe make strides there is the Yankees and the Yankees didn't get substantially better. Like I mentioned, and what, and Trevor story to the Red Sox. Are you, are you kidding me with this shit? The Reds, the Jays get this guy. They, the Jays get Matt Chapman. They make a statement and who do the Red Sox get Trevor goddamn stories. Like I can never catch a break here. I can never just, the Jays can never have the best of off season. And then the Red Sox do this shit. So I think it's going to be Jays, Red Sox, and then a pretty good amount of a pretty good amount of like uh distance and then raise Yankees. But, you never know with the AL East, man. The AL East is one of the hardest divisions in baseball, like you mentioned. And I will say this. I will say this. It pisses me off that every analyst is picking the Jays to go to the World Series. I'm, I'm, I'm scared of it. It's never happened before. And you know these absolute clown shows that work for Fox, MLB, and stuff like that. I'm talking to you, Ben Verlander. These clowns doing that, <laughs> picking the Jays. And that scares the living shit out of me. Because you know when those guys pick something, you bet the opposite you bet the house on the opposite so that's how i'm gonna end it off i am very scared that everyone's picking the toronto blue jays it scares the living shit out of me so that i just so you guys know where i'm at that that's where i'm at there is a little part of that uh, involved in uh, my probably my strongest pick or my strongest lean uh, of this episode which we're going to come on to in a little while um i'll just take you through the numbers then um Toronto Blue Jays are the favourites, as Johnny just alluded to, plus 265. Uh, the Yankees at plus 325. The Rays not far behind at plus 370. A bit of a gap to the Boston Red Sox at plus 600. And Baltimore at any price you like, uh, 20,000. The, the amount of zero is confusing. Anyway, Baltimore uh, <laughs> are, a, are, are a giant price. Um, so, yeah, we go from the top down. Um, a projection of 92 for the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, a... Bookies line, a win bet line of 92 and a half. Um, so they lost Robbie Ray, uh, Cy Young pitcher, our uh, strikeout darling from last year. Um, they've added uh, Kevin Gorsman. Now, he gets a harder division. That's really my only uh, criticism there. And I'm actively looking for something to criticise. Um, Matt Chapman comes in. Uh, they've lost Simeon. Um, where do you think the, are there any weaknesses uh, Johnny I think you've got to be obviously delighted with the uh, lineup. and how do you see the rotation and then the bullpen uh, faring for Toronto well I think that loss of Robbie Ray is obviously substantial but 
that's a guy where I'm not comfortable just seeing a lot of these pitchers with one-offs in Major League Baseball. I'm not really comfortable giving a guy that's had one year worth of success that much money. Um, I, I, I think I think I'm more comfortable, and maybe you can say the same argument for Kevin Gossman, but Kevin Gossman has pretty much always been kind of like a good pitcher, right? I could be wrong on that, but Kevin Gossman's always been up there. And Robbie Ray has been dog shit before last year. Like, I remember the year before, I made a, a venting video because the Jays, when they were playing the Rays, they brought Robbie Ray in in the playoffs. Like, what are we doing with this dude? Like, why are we bringing this guy in? So I, I'm more comfortable with Kevin Gossman, who's less of a risk with that much money than Robbie Ray. And fellas, Alec Manoa, are you shitting me? He has a .94 ERA this spring. I mean, that guy is going to be go, go leaps and bounds. And I don't know how I feel about this Kikuchi signing, I'll be honest. He wasn't that good second half of the year last year. When the sticky stuff got taken away, let's not forget that. Same with Ryu. But I could say the only weakness that I see right now is at second base because there's always a question mark with Kevin Biggio. And there's always a question mark with Espinal because Espinal is not a second base. I mean, Espinal is really good, but that was a very sh small sample size. And Kevin Biggio was terrible bouncing between triple a as well as the show. So I, I'm, I would probably say second base is the biggest area of concern. And uh, that's about it. And maybe not knowing what we're going to get from Kikuchi and uh, Ryu. Cause they've both been second half of the year when they got rid of the sticky stuff, man was Ryu bad. Same with Kikuchi. So uh, that's what I'd probably say the back end of the rotation, but those front three, I mean, you got Barrios, you got Gossman and Alec Manoa back to back to back. That's a tough, that's a tough one, two, three to go up against, man. You could have and that four, five is still, and that four, five. I'm, 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 I'm scrutinizing that four, five, but that four, five is still, is still two all stars, right? Ryu and Kikuchi. I could be wrong on Ryu, but that's still two all stars that have shown they could be good in the show. So I'm just, I'm picking at. I mean, I'm just grasping at flies here, but that would like the back end maybe as well as second base. That's that's probably it, but that's what I see in that, and that's what scares me the most is not knowing what you're going to get from Ryu and Kikuchi. So. That's that, 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 yeah, that, that's where I see the weakness for the Jays. And yeah, even if there is an issue with one of them, there's a, the possibility that Nate Pearson uh, could take a yeah. step forward. He's probably their SP6, and he can make it into that rotation. Uh, yeah, not hugely convinced by the bullpen. Romano uh, was okay last year. Uh, I like Yumi Garcia, uh, who came across um, yeah. from Houston in December. After that, um, yeah, I've, I've seen stronger bullpens. Uh, Muna, for any particularly strong thoughts? Just kind of echoing everything that uh, Johnny said. Um, the the Starting, I guess, with the pitching rotation, you know, Berrios is obvious. He's solid. He's a perfect ace for this team. You know, they made the trade with the Twins uh, uh, last season. I think the one thing about Kevin Gossman is that he is familiar with this division, right? He was with the Orioles, um, I believe, a couple seasons ago, if I'm not mistaken, or yeah, at least to start right, yeah. his career. So, um, obviously players do, you know, get better and grow and develop, but that, I guess having that familiarity, even with the, the, the stadiums that these pitchers pitch in, I think having, having that familiarity, it's probably going to help them. And, you know, I think Johnny hit the nail on the head with Alec Manoa. And I think this was a guy that we touted a lot last season. Malcolm was that we're excited for the potential of this guy. I mean, this guy can turn into an a absolute beast for this rotation. Um, wouldn't be surprised. I'm probably going to put sprinkle a little bit money uh, down on him to probably be a strikeout King or even as a dark horse to win the Cy Young. Like he has that type of stuff and potential um, for this rotation. The bullpen does concern me. I, and, and, like you mentioned, but again, when you have these type of starters that can possibly get you 
six innings a game, I, I think that they're going to be okay. And they're, they're not afraid to make the moves, right? We, we've seen that. They've been – since last season, they've made acquisitions. They started with George Springer last year. Um, you know, they added <clears> – I'm sorry. Uh, they added um, guys this offseason, Matt Chapman, the trade, like Johnny alluded to. My biggest question was at second base, and I wanted to ask Johnny about that, is, is Biggio because he was really lackluster kind of last year. What have you kind of seen, Johnny, I guess, from Biggio spring training and from last year? Do you see that they may have to go in a different direction, or is he probably going to be the guy of the future for this team? Uh, I follow a lot of Jays beat reporters, and uh, I, I, I see it during spring. He has shown leaps and bounds, I feel, and – one guy, and like I said, I, he's maybe least of my concern. The one guy I'm really worried about, or I'm really looking forward to watching at second base is Espinal. And he's not really that known in the American market, but he's gained put on 15 pounds of muscle in the offseason. He's mashing in spring training. He's doing really well. And he's very, very good fielder. So if Kevin Biggio is not there, um, I could definitely see Espinal s- sliding in there and being the 8-9 hitter. I mean, this lineup is bananas, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. You got Matt Chapman projected to hit seventh. You got Matt Chapman projected to hit seventh in that lineup. So I'm not really concerned where that's going to be. And by the way, guys, a little bit of a tire pump here. I'm going to announce this for the first time. I haven't announced this ever. I haven't announced this on anything. I haven't really alluded to it. There will be a Toronto Blue Jays podcast started by me called the Gate 14 podcast. I'm going to be announcing it on Sunday but or Saturday. But I'll announce it on this show. I'll give the show a little bit of a – little bit of a news break here gate 14 podcast i'll be starting it so as you can see i'm pretty dialed in with the blue jays so i could definitely see santiago santiago espinal be that everyday second baseman and people are really sleeping on him and everyone's saying the jays don't have second baseman i mean i even said it too but espinal hit above 300 last year I, i'm pretty sure or around it before his injury so uh, it's not, it's a concern it's grasping at flies or whatever the saying is but it doesn't matter if he's hitting eight I mean, if yeah. he can field and he and that left side of the infield, are you shitting me? Bichette and Chapman, and especially, and we talked about that Kikuchi thing, and I'm rambling on here, but we talked about that Kikuchi thing. But Kikuchi is has a very high percentage of ground balls hit to the left side of the infield. That's one of the reasons why the Jays signed him. He's a very high percentage ground ball guy to the left side. So the Jays picking up Chapman saves God knows how much room on that side for Bichette and all that stuff. So I'm excited for it, man. I really am. As you can see next week's going to be insane. And, uh, this season's going to be sick, but I I'm, I've learned as a Toronto sports fan to not get my hopes up too much. That, that's <laughs> why I, and we saw last year with the not Washington nationals beat with the Red Sox being the nationals. And then me watching at the Rogers center on the jumbotron, watching the Jays playoff hopes get thrown out the window. So I'm not going to get my hopes up, but for me, it's, it's world series or bust this year. I'm sorry. I'm tired of watching Toronto sports teams fail me, but, that's where I'm at right now with it. You can't make all these moves and not expect that. So. I, I think one more name that I did want to mention in this lineup is that we probably haven't talked about it at all is George Springer. And this guy is in the leadoff spot. He's going to automatically get you 25 home runs a season. I mean, last year he was riddled by injuries. He came back, what, for 78 games last year, and he still hit 22 bombs. He got 50 RBIs um, in that leadoff position. So if you're able to get 120, 130, 140 games out of him, don't be surprised if you see him hit, uh, you know, 30 home runs out of that leadoff spot. But this, yeah, this lineup is really exciting. As a Blue Jays fan, I would be really excited. It's now it's, it's go time for them, for pretty much for the Blue Jays. And uh, definitely excited to watch the Toronto Blue Jays this coming season, Malcolm. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, great news about the podcast, Johnny. But I'll look for the, for the announcement of that over the weekend. And uh, 
we'll get that out as on your behalf. A couple of fun players I like on the Blue Jays as well, just from a fantasy point of view. Um, Alejandro Kirk, um, I always like... Thick Jesus. Thick yeah, Jesus, he's, he's, that's what I call him. He's just he's a funny shape, and I'm all for that, uh, as a man <laughs> of a funny shape myself. Uh, anyone who can play professional sport, the shape he is, um, he, he's got my support. Um, yeah, he's got a DH, he's, he's a catcher, but he's a DH. Um, the other one was, was, was a bit of a letter in terms of people I've already drafted was Raimel Tapia we mentioned him um, when we talked about Colorado earlier this week because um, he was slated to have a really good season there um, as an everyday starter uh, power, speed he was going to lead off now he's reduced to a, uh, a bit player but if there's injuries and he can get himself uh, more of an everyday role uh, then I think there's uh, there's things to come from Raimel Tapia he's kind of under the radar so I haven't given up on him uh, I'm just slightly not, disappointed I- in that in that move. Sorry, Johnny. Go I don't know, though. I, I, he, there's not really a spot for him, though, right? I mean, he's the kind of guy that's going to, like, platoon or maybe come off the bench because look at that outfield. you got Springer in center. Thank God. Holy shit. Thank God Randall Grichik's gone. I mean, I made that video that did pretty well on Twitter. <laughs> Randall Grichik, that guy's a liability. I mean, the guy grounds in a, a million double plays. He strikes out all the time. And you got Tapia, who's very fast, by the way. Um, yeah. So that's another good guy to out of that lineup, especially a lineup that doesn't have that much speed necessarily and that outfield you got Lourdes Gurriel one of the most underrated hitters in baseball him and Teoscar Hernandez right mm-hmm. Teoscar Hernandez Gurriel and you got Springer in center so I don't know where Tapia is going to play he's a good pickup to have off the bench just based off his speed and his um the amount of experience he has in the show but there's not really a spot for him in that lineup on that opening day uh in that opening day lineup. But, but I, I do see him being a big part of this team just based off the fact that um He's his speed and the good guy to come off the bench for sure. Yeah, that's it. He, 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 he needs an injury to get it every table, but yeah, he, he'll pinch it, he'll pinch run, uh, he'll he'll steal he'll steal bases, and it's it's a long season. And Tapia certainly will get will get some run. Um, so in terms of having a bet, then um, like I say, we've got a we've got a projection of ninety two uh, over at Fangraphs. We've got a ninety two and a half uh, win line. Um, so right together. Um, Moonaf, we'll let you go first. Uh, over, under, do you want to bet? Um, or would you believe in this uh, and taking your picks elsewhere in this division? No, I mean, take a look at last season. Uh, this team finished up with, what, 90, 91, 91 wins last year? And I think this roster got better. I know they lost Robbie Ray, but overall, you're getting a healthy George Springer, hopefully for a full season. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., we haven't even mentioned this guy's name. I mean, close to a triple crown <laughs> last year. Uh, yeah. This lineup is loaded. The potential and, and the direction that this uh, pitching rotation can go uh, with Alec Manoa, with with Kevin Gossman coming in, and, and Jose Barrios, it's exciting. I, I can't take an under. I'll say that much. Um, if I had to lean and you would put a gun to my head, I would probably yeah, I would take the over on this team for for this coming season. Uh, Johnny, yeah. same question. I'm guessing uh, you're going over. Yeah. Uh, and they're just saying life's too short to bet the under. Yeah, um, 100%. <laughs> I, I honestly, I legit don't think I've ever taken an under <laughs> ever in my life. I, maybe, oh, maybe college basketball. I've taken an under before. First half under. Shout out sports gambling podcast. Um, there you go. But yeah, <laughs> yes. no, I haven't. Besides that, I haven't taken an under. But yeah, no, it's the over for sure. But it's the over for the Jays. The only thing that scares me is that division does tend to eat on each other yeah. where it's like a dog eat dog shit where it's, you have no idea what's going to happen where 91 wins. I could see it being 91 right on the dot again, to be honest. So I, I'll, I'll take the over for sure though. Obviously it's my guy. 
Yeah, the, the fourth lowest uh, projected win total in this league is 86. Now, we've been doing divisions all week uh, where you've got teams, two or three teams in the league uh, who were projected to win 73, 74 games. So, yeah, uh, they are going to take games of each other. You're absolutely right. Um, it would be a no bet for me. Um, like I say, the line's within half a, half a game of each other. Uh, so I will be looking to take my pick elsewhere. Um, which brings us next then, Johnny, to everyone's favourite, the New York Yankees. Um, I might go and make a cup of tea I'll, uh, while, while you have a rant on the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, and listen, we're not going to back me up on this. And I love the Yankee banter, but and Yankees Twitter does hate me. Hand up, they really do. And as well as Dodgers Twitter also. But um, you can't call yourself the evil empire. You can't call yourself the organization that everyone strives to be, like Aaron Boone says, which is the most delusional thing I've ever heard in my life they've caught up to us. And then I don't know if you saw that statement that Cashman or someone said today yeah. about the, about the Astros, like that would have been you assuming that you would have beat the Dodgers. So they're like, he just, that is just a clown show organization. And the fact that they, they were in on Freeman, didn't get him, which is hilarious. They were hit. They were in on Correa. He went to the twins, <laughs> the he goes to the twins. And then they're in on Trevor Story. He goes to the rival Red Sox. I love it. This was the incredible offseason. And you pick up Josh Donaldson, who him and Garrett Cole legit hated each other last year. They wanted to kill each other. And you put – and uh, it doesn't make sense. I mean, maybe they'll surprise me, but you, when you bring that same lineup – and I love Rizzo. Rizzo was a great signing again to bring him back. But I, I don't see that organization – especially that rotation. I don't even know who their four or five guys are. Do you, do you guys know who their four or five guys are? I, I, I'm not. And the so, rotation. Yeah. The, so yeah. The, yeah. Obviously, they have Garrett Cole and uh, Louis Severino as their one and two. Jordan and Mon- Jameson be, Ty on front of the yeah. podcast. Jordan yeah. uh, Jordan Montgomery and then Nestor Cortez is probably going to be their okay. fifth guy. Montgomery's terrible. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I guess, I, I, <laughs> like I said, they could definitely surprise us. I, like I said, it, it's the Yankees at the end of the day. They do have Aaron Judge. I can't discount him. He's he's one of the best hitters in baseball. And they do have a guy that have very high strikeout percentage, but Anthony Rizzo is a good hitter. I will say that. He, is, he, he can mash. He just strikes out a lot. But who – IKF? I mean, that's – IKF at short and Donaldson at third, I guess. But Donaldson, if he's very injury-prone, right? Um I don't know. I, 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 if I was, I'm a betting man. I would take their under wins just based on the fact they have to play the Red Sox, Rays, and Jays an uncomfortable amount of times. And it, you can't win. I mean, you're going up against the Red Sox who have Trevor Story, Bogarts. I, the list goes on and on. So I'm gonna. If I if I was a betting man at the Yankees, I would take their under. Plain and simple. That's just that. And that's not hate. That's not bias. That's just how using my brain. That's how it is. So I don't know. Uh, fair enough. Well, um, I probably round about twenty four hours ago when I started uh, looking into this in a little bit more detail. Um, agreed with you, Johnny. But you said earlier on that you don't like the fact that everyone's touting up your team. Uh, that all the uh, all the talking heads are on the Toronto Blue Jays. And the more I looked at it, and the more I looked at that price of uh, three twenty five plus three twenty five um, about these New York Yankees. Um, the more I was drawn to it. Um, there's nothing in the projections between the two sides. Um, the, the Yankees haven't lost anyone from last season. or The, the biggest name they've probably lost is Gary Sanchez, um, which frankly, I, they'll be better off without him. I think it's good that he gets a change of scenery. 
Um, he seemed to be a bit of a busted flush. Uh, they've added um, Josh Donaldson. Um, kind of for Leffer, it's the kind of player that everyone complains the Yankees never have. You have all these uh, big sluggers down the middle and everyone says they haven't got a glue guy. They haven't got a bits and bobs kind of player. And I think oh, uh, kind of Leffer is... Sorry? Oh, there's two bits and bobs. Oh, another bits and bobs. Sorry, yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Bingo. Someone's just won a million dollars. Kind of left is that exact player that everyone complains the Yankees never have. Um, you just mentioned Josh Donaldson is kind of injury prone and you've got kind of left Rich short. Um, DJ LeMay, who's sitting on the bench currently. That's crazy. Uh, two years ago, was one of the best 10 hitters in all of baseball. He can do absolutely everything. So if he gets back a little bit, um, I agree the rotation isn't stellar. Uh, Garrett Cole, yes. Um, Severino, um, actually, I think he hurt himself last week, but hopefully that's not a poor tense of thing to come because he is scheduled to be okay at the start of the season. Uh, Nestor Cortez was great last year. Um, John Montgomery and Tyone, I think, can be serviceable. Um, and then the bullpen is great. Haroldo uh, Chapman is fine. Um, if he stops throwing the slider, everyone knows it's coming and hits it out. But then you've got uh, Jonathan Loisiga, uh, Chad Green, who were great. I like Wandy Peralta. So I didn't think the Yankees were particularly um, harmed in any way. And the other thing they can do is they'll spend money. If they're somewhere thereabouts and they need that third or fourth starter that we just talked about uh, that they might be short of, they'll go and get him, I think, uh, whether it's May, June or July. Uh, they'll go and get that starter. And the... The more everyone was talking down on the Yankees, um, the more I was drawn to them. Sorry, Johnny. Uh, Moonaf, what do you think? Yeah, kind of go back to what the problem has been with the Yankees for several years now. And it's been, number one, I think Aaron Boone is not a good manager. I'll start with that. And yeah. they haven't addressed anything to do with their pitching. They keep on trying to improve their batting lineup where it's already good. You have one of the best hitters, like Johnny mentioned, in Aaron Judge. Anthony Rizzo is a great pickup. Stan is there. The guy can hit bombs to the moon. Um, Torres, I think this is a make or break year for him, but their rotation is absolutely, it's dog shit. And it's no easier way of putting that. I mean, Garrett Cole, since he left the Astros for the Yankees, hasn't really done that much, right? Luis Severino in and out of the lineup with injuries. We talked about how bad Jordan Montgomery is. And after that, it's Jamison Tyone. Okay, not a bad pitcher there, but then Nestor Cortez as your number five guy. And Chapman can do all the things he wants in the regular season. But as soon as that postseason comes, <laughs> teams are hitting bombs off of him to advance to the next round. And again, it's it's this is a year for Aaron Boone. Like if this team and if this team doesn't get into the World Series this year or possibly the, that that conference championship. I think this, this is going to be a blow-up coming, at least where Aaron Boone is going to be gone. But they haven't – for me, you know, I've talked about this every single episode, Malcolm, is that I'm looking at pitching, and they haven't done anything to improve that pitching. You can go out and get all the hitters that you want, but at the same time, you still need to get out. And for me, for this Yankees team, it, it's just not – the pitching is just not there, at least in the starting rotation. Uh, so you'd be uh, – that 91 and a half moving off, you'd be, you'd be going slightly under? I would be going 100% under. Uh, Johnny, same question. Ninety-one and a half. Yeah, yeah, I would go under, man. I mean, let's look at let's 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 look at the Jays, right? Ninety-one and a half win percent win total. If you go position to position from Jays to Yankees, right? Better, better, better. Like if you go catcher to catcher, okay, maybe the Yankees even. 
First base, Vladi, Rizzo. Check. Vladi's better. If you just go, like, if you go position to position, the Jays on paper are better. So in my mind, just doing basic math, why would the Yankees have that win, the same win total as the Jays, right? That, and their that pitching is a make, whole lot better. Yeah, and the Jays' pitching is a whole lot better, and the Jays' lineup is going to put up way more runs because the Jays' lineup isn't as hot as cold as the Yankees. People forget this. Last year, the Yankees had, like, what, a 13-game losing streak at one point? Yeah. I, it was something along those lines. The, the Yankees went from first to third in the division, and the Jays swept them at home in Yankee Stadium for the first time ever. Or so it was it was something like that, or the night or since the nineties. So we're looking at that. Oh no, this is the stat: the Jays swept the Yankees without having without the Yankees having a lead once the whole series in the four game series. First time this happened to the Yankees since nineteen eighteen, I believe the stat was. Okay, so we're talking about one of the coldest, the hot hot cold teams in Major League Baseball, right? The the Yankees who they go on fifteen game one streaks, but they'll also go on a fifteen game losing streak two weeks after. The Jays are consistent. The, J- the Red Sox are consistent. The Rays are consistent. Yes, they go on three, four game winning streaks, but when the Yankees are bad, holy shit, they're bad. Okay. And that could really hit that win total way down if they go on those little cold streaks like they did last year. So in my mind, I'm thinking if the Jays, and if I, if I could bet on the Jays or the Yankees with 91 and a half wins, it has to be the Jays over Yankees under because that just doesn't make sense to me with that pitching rotation. Am I right? Yeah, 100% agree. Okay, well, I'm, I'm slightly uh, more positive about the Yankees than you two. I think the number's about, right, uh, 90, 91 games. So, again, uh, no bet. I'll be taking my bets uh, further on uh, down the division. Um, if you're looking for a Las Vegas-style casino in the palm of your hand, look no further than win bet. Uh, the premier online casino from the five-star Win Resorts properties. From classic table games to all the best slots and jackpots, WinBet has everything you need for the ultimate casino experience. Sign up today and receive a 100% first match, up to $1,000. Uh, WinBet Win Hour is from 2 to 3 p.m. Pacific, with there's better prices on selected games. Anyone who has the WinBet app is alerted right on the hour. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or over and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Um, just before we move on to the next team, can I ask you a boring admin question, Johnny? Um, yep. Are players who are unvaccinated allowed to play, uh, travel to and play in Toronto as of next week? Uh, as of right now, no. As of right now, no, they're not, I believe. Um, Is that going to change, do you think? Are they going to circumvent the rule? Is there going to be a loophole? Between me and you, I hope it doesn't. That means Aaron Judge isn't playing Toronto. <laughs> I mean, it, it means it's going to be a hell of a lot of major league players who won't be able to play in Toronto. That, if yeah, I believe it's on, like 50%. This- yeah, it's 50% of the, of the Red Sox roster or 60% of the Red Sox roster. But like I said, everything's opening up here after April 1st. We don't really need to get... After April yeah. 1st, you don't need to get tested to go to, uh, to the U.S. or back. Um, because like I said, next week I'm going to be going... Bryson Stott's making his... I, I'm, I'm hoping... Like I said, he's hitting 550 in spring training. I hope he's going to make his debut next week. I will be there for that in Philadelphia. I'll have to miss the Jays opening yeah. day. But there's no testing um, after April 1st to go back and forth. Uh, if you're, so I, I don't know how it is for American citizens here, but I know for Canadian citizens, we don't think get tested. But 
I'm a hundred percent sure right now they can't play, but that might change come next week. Cause that's something that's obviously getting discussed right now uh, yeah. in the government, as well as by major, the, the players association. So I know that for sure. Cause I know Kyle yeah, I mean, Irving got, uh, he got his, and the Yankees got lifted the private sector stuff, right? Is that true? Yeah. They lifted that, I think last week and now Kyrie Irving oh, okay. can play in home games. So at least for home games, uh, Aaron got Yankees Mets both can play um, as, as of right now, or as of last week. Okay. Because obviously okay, if teams are flying into Toronto at half strength uh, for even a period of the season, that uh, that would give them a huge, a huge advantage. Um, okay, yeah. we'll move on to the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, always a fascinating team. I made a promise uh, last season to not underestimate them again. I did the lazy thing um, of just expecting them to be a middling team. And they weren't. They found a way to get it done again. Um a bit of a peculiar off-season, or maybe a, a standard uh, off-season for Tampa Bay. They've brought in... Um, who have they brought in? Oh, sorry, they lost Nelson Cruz. Um, they brought in Joey Wendell. They've got no Tyler Glasnow. Um, but that's about it, really. Uh, no moves to speak of. Um, the rotation is... Relatively young, or it certainly is at the front end. They've, they're left with Shane McClanahan uh, and Drew Rasmussen. Uh, Lewis Patino, uh, who there was a lot of talk about uh, a couple of years ago, he's scheduled to be their SP5. Um, and, and Corey Kluber's in there. Uh, he's uh, a name that they did bring in. Um, he came in from the Yankees in the off-season. So I can't quite decide what to do, but what I'm very wary of doing is just falling into the lazy trap of fading the race because... In September, it'll be staring us in the face again. Um, yep. Why were we Why were we down on the race? Because they do this every year. So, am I missing something? Uh, or this time round, Johnny, uh, are they going to be just ten percent worse than they have been for the last few years? And I will say this: Tyler Glass now is going to get traded this year. I will. That is oh, one thing okay. that has been talked about a lot um, in the media, as well as like sources reaching out and saying that stuff. I will say this. We're going to look back on this episode. We're going to say hashtag thank you, Johnny. Tyler Glass now will be traded <laughs> in the 2022 season. Um, just based on the fact that, I mean, he he's he doesn't fit the Rays mold, right? Rays don't really have a lot of guys that are expensive pitchers. Obviously, we know that. And he is going to be a guy that's going to be getting a lot of money. So if they're going to try to weasel their way to get prospects for Tyler Glass now, and I believe – and I have a source saying that they actually tried to do that last trade deadline. They tried to trade them. Um, and it was lined up to be, I think, the Cubs. I, I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure it was the Cubs that actually were going to trade for them. And um, you know the Rays, the Rays way. They always try to find these prospects, that little like the 30, like 30th rank, 25th rank in the system guys that they think are going to be good. So I don't think Tyler Glass now is going to actually be a Tampa Ray this year. And uh, – I love that rotation. It's very young. Shane McClanahan, I believe is his name. Yeah. Um, yeah. And obviously, the Wizard of Boz. I mean, I hate this guy. He's a, sc- he's a spineless coward for big league in the podcast, but fish on official podcast, but he's a nasty pitcher. I mean, you, you can't discount a guy throwing 100 with just throwing bowling balls up there. The guy's a freak. So I, th- it's the Rays. The Rays are going to be the Rays, and they're going to have some guys just hitting. 320 with 15 to 25 nukes, just putting a career year up, and they're just going to be up there battling with the Jays and the Red Sox. So uh, you can you can never discount that. You can never bet against Tom Brady. 
you can never bet against the Tampa Bay Rays because they always find a way to do shit. I it, I hate to say it, but that's just how they always will be. Um, the lines um, I omitted to give out before the got projection of eighty six in uh, a win bet line of eighty nine and a half moon half. So there's a three and a half game disparity there, uh, leaning towards the under. Something that we've been keen to take uh, when we've done this little series. Um, what you're telling us about the Rays moon half? Where's your initial thoughts? Yeah, I mean, we talked about this even offline, uh, Malcolm. That they just find a way, like. It, it, the names aren't the big sexy names like you know Johnny alluded to. Like they don't pay their or they don't you know they don't they don't have a big payroll. Um, they they just find ways, right? You have Randy or Rosarena, Wander Franco, one and two. That's going to be really exciting with that for them. Brandon Lau is still there. Alston Meadows is still there. Um, and then Shane McClanahan, like you mentioned, um, Shane Boz is there's some there's someone that they're really excited about. Corey Kluber, uh, I mean, he had some flashes. He threw the no-hitter last year for the Yankees, and after that kind of fell off the face of the earth. But um, for them, yeah, like Johnny said, like they go out and find those prospects kind of down the pipeline, and they just find a way. And every single season, everybody wants to fade them, but here they are winning 90-plus games every single season. I mean, last year they won 100 games, for God's sake. But um, I'm definitely not going to take the under with this team. Um uh, they just find a way. There's no explanation for it. I really, I try to dig deep, find an explanation for it. I mean, Kevin Cash has done an abs- outstanding job during the regular season. And for them, it's just, you know, almost like next man up and they find a way. So uh, I'd probably lean towards over for this team. Uh, Johnny, uh, 89 and a half over under. It has to be over. It has to be over. I think this team is going to be better than the New York Yankees. And listen, I- I'm a known AL East hater. I only root for the Toronto Blue Jays, but, at the end of the day, you got to respect greatness. You got to respect the team that consistently is up there. Um, a team that took my good friend Jordan Luplo in last year and absolutely mashed in the playoffs. Showed out loops. But this team is you can't you can never discount this team. I don't understand why that line is low compared to the Yankees, man. I, maybe I don't know. I, I'm the over on that has to be hit because that team will always find a way to win no matter what. I don't know if it's some voodoo shit they do. But they're nasty. And we didn't even talk about – did we talk about Wander Franco? This kid's disgusting. Yeah. Holy shit. How did that guy in your lineup? Are you kidding me? And I, it just – you. Can, I'm taking the over on that. You have to, especially with that rotation that's just full of young arms that throw heat, that throw fuzz. I, I love it. I love. I, you have to take that over there. I think they're going to be better than the Yankees. Yeah, I agree with you. I do think they'll get there as well. Um, like I say, I, I, I refuse, refuse to fade them. Uh, I'm not falling into that trap again. Um, I've already I've fallen for the Angels uh, and I've fallen for the Mets so far this series. Uh, so I'm not falling for the Tampa Bay Rays as well. Uh, so I'll go a little bit on the over. Um, I mean, remarkably, the fourth team, uh, bookies-wise in this division, are the Boston Red Sox. Um, plus wow. 600. I know. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, main uh, transaction uh, was Trevor Story. Uh, Johnny mentioned... Um, the lineup looks great. The rotation doesn't. Now, you seem really high on them, Johnny, and I'm not particularly convinced. So uh, make your case. I, it's a lineup. I mean, last year, they were two wins away from making it to the World Series, right? Yeah. And Moonoff, listen, I'm going to pump the tires here. They were two games away from making the World Series last year. Who did they lose, right? Who, who did yeah. they lose this year? 
it, it was pretty much just Hunter Renfro that they traded to the Brewers for um, for Jackie Bradley Jr. But pretty Jackie much Bradley. that lineup is same. The, and I love Jackie Bradley being back. I love yeah. Jackie Bradley back at Fenway Park. That aura, the yeah. way he – I mean, he was a part of that wagon of a team. And you look back at last year, like I said, two years away from winning the World Series in this very good division. This year, they got Trevor Story. They got Trevor Story and Bogarts up the middle. That you, you can't discount that. And last, and they didn't lose anyone besides Retro. Uh, it just they could. That's a team that got better. Plain and simple. They took two wins away from the World Series, and people can people are forgetting that. Like that's not something that's talked about enough. In my opinion, is the fact that the the Red Sox last year made it out of that monster division. They embarrassed scumbag Garrett Cole in the wild card game. They beat the Rays in the division series. They beat the Rays, and they kind of dog-walked them. I'm not going to beat around the bush. They dog-walked the Braves. So that's a team that got better, and they're building off a year that they, they almost went to the World Series. So at the end of the day, it's, it, it's, it's going to be that team, is got, that team got better in my mind just with that pickup of Trevor Story up the middle with Bogarts. So, and Cora, you can never discount Cora, one of the best managers in baseball, period. Uh, Munaf, this is your team, so I'll pass this on uh, to you. A couple of nights ago, we joked that the Texas Rangers uh, are going to lead the league in losing games 12 to 7. Um, when I was looking at the Boston Red Sox, they sort of look like that kind of team to me because this uh, pitching rotation is horrible. Nathan Yavaldi uh, has been reliable for a couple of years. He's been quite good. Um, the SP2, as it stands, is Nick Pavetta. Uh, projected ERA of 4.7. Uh, Tanner Houck is okay. Uh, we got quite a lot of run out of him. We, we won some money on him in the second half of last season. And then you have Michael Wackett and Rich Hill. Um, to talk me through that, Moonaf, because I can't get my head around that. Um, yeah. it's, it's horrible. It sounds like, a, it sounds like one of the, the, the bum teams that we talked about, one of the, one of the laughingstock teams. It sounds like a Pittsburgh Pirates uh, rotation. Yeah, it's similar to last year where they just kind of try to sign these random guys and see if they could put a rotation together. I know Chris Sale is going to be out, I, I think, probably for – they're saying weeks, but I think it's going to turn into months with him with a stress yeah. fracture in his rib cage. I, I think that's a, a pretty significant injury there. Nathan Evaldi, you know, when we had that World Series run, was uh, was solid. Uh, he's going to be the top-of-the-line uh, rotation guy. Nick Pavetta showed a lot of flash last year. I think he's going to be better. But then after that, it's where you kind of get concerned with this rotation. You know, they brought in Rich Hill. I think he's a great playoff pitcher. Uh, Michael Walker, okay. I think it's just it's a just name. He's 42 I, years old, though. Yeah, and and that's the concern with this team, right? The bullpen has been was really mediocre last year. Um, Garrett Whitlock is the one name that we're kind of looking out for to kind of yeah. take that next step for this rotation or for the bullpen. Um, you know, you talked about Tanner Houck as well. I'm not even going to talk about the batting lineup because it is – it's nasty, right? When you have guys like J.D. Martinez and Rafael Devers and Xander Bogarts, Kike Hernandez was absolutely fantastic last year. The one name you probably do want to look out for a prospect that they probably are going to have up is Jaron Duran in this, in this uh, yes. area left field. So yeah. that's something to be excited about uh, as a Red Sox fan. Bobby Dahlbeck was good last year as well. He should take the next step. But it's really the pitching. And until I see another maybe top-of-the-line guy that they bring in after Chris Sale um, – I expect them to contend in the AL East, but I think that's where I'm kind of pumping the brakes. And, and uh, you know, for this team is, is that pitching rotation. It's, it's just not up to par to like the Blue Jays uh, have right now. And I think that even the Rays, you can throw in there in that conversation, the the rotation for the for the Red Sox right now, it's, it's not exciting. And I don't think it's going to be good. 
Yeah, I mean, even the, the catcher, Christian Vasquez, can't catch all through, uh, which is yeah. a drawback. So, uh, Johnny, that rotation, how do they get to 88 games? Win. I think it's just they're they're doing that SEC type of football where it's high offense and pitchers give up four or five runs where you could get away with giving up four or five runs when you have that high-powered offense. I mean, Rafael Devers, give the man $390 million tomorrow. The guy is disgusting at the game of baseball. And that lineup and the Red Sox, you talk about the Rays team finding a way to win. You look at that Red Sox rotation last year, like this year, and they just somehow found a way to weasel wins out of it. And they managed to be two games away from the World Series, like I continue to mention. So I am not, I'm not going to make that mistake of betting against Alice Cora, betting against Xander Bogarts, betting against uh, Rafael Devers, Trevor Story, Kiki Hernandez. I'm not going to make that mistake. And that rotation, you could get away. You could get away with giving up four or five runs a game when you have a lineup that good. And that's where I kind of see um, the Jays, like the, with Ryu and Kikuchi, where you could get away with guys giving up four or five and um, going from there. So. I think the Red Sox are going to be good this year, obviously. I think that win total is kind of low as well. I think they're going to be better than the Yankees. So I think it's going to be, in my mind, Jays, Red Sox slash Rays battling second, third. And with more playoff teams, I could see all three of those teams making the playoffs, obviously. So, um, yeah, I'm never going to discount the Rays or the Red Sox because those teams are always, always a good team. And it starts with management. It starts with, it starts with, um, ownership starts with everything. They're, they're, they want to win. So, and they clearly proved that by picking up Trevor story. So I, I love the Red Sox this year for sure. I think one that came to mind um, is that Xander Bogarts does have a player option for next year. And either I'm thinking that either Xander Bogarts or JD Martinez won't be back with this team next year. So um, that's going to be something to keep in mind um, as far as after this season. But um, you know, you did sign Trevor Story, who traditionally is a, is a shortstop, but they brought him in to play second base. If Xander does leave, uh, you could probably slide, you know, Trevor Story back to his natural position at shortstop. So that, that I think that's one storyline to keep in mind if they're yeah. able to extend Xander Bogarts. Yeah. Uh, over under for you, Munaf, um, 85 and a half games. Yeah, wow. I mean, yeah. I think so they get low. Yeah, they find a way to, I think, to get 88, 90 wins in that neighborhood. Um, they're not afraid to make that move to go out and get a pitcher come trade deadline, right? Even if one of these guys in this lineup gets hurt, this this lineup is stacked. Um, you know, with, with the prospects of Jaron Durand, with Bobby Dahlback, Trevor Story, I mean, this this lineup is absolutely stacked. So I'm taking the over with the Red Sox. Shocker, but I'm taking the over. I mean, obviously, we're always looking for an angle in as well. We, uh, we found a few nice ones last year and things like uh, the Red Sox run line or team totals, things like that. Uh, yeah. be something we'll be looking at. Uh, game totals, uh, certainly in the first uh, couple of weeks of the season before the books catch up to us. Um, the final team then, uh, if all these teams are going over the projections, uh, there's one team I've got to go under them. Uh, the Baltimore Orioles are in this division. They are, like I said, 200 to 1. Uh, to win, we've got a projection of 67, but a win bet line of 62 and a half. So there's a good margin for you. Uh, four and a half, four and a half games um, in favour of the over. Um, Johnny, uh, any strong opinions on Baltimore? And listen, we yeah, we can rag on Baltimore for sure, like all we want, right? But 
if you're looking at Baltimore, right, that's a team that has got high picks every single year, okay? And people are going to – like I said, I love chirping the Orioles. I love talking about dogs that they are a poverty franchise. But they have one of the best farm systems I've seen. You got Ali Rutschman, who in my opinion is going to win the AL Rookie of the Year. If he if he is up early, when, whenever they call him up, Ali yeah. Rutschman. You got Grayson Rodriguez, humble brag, front of the podcast, throwing a hundred, and he a uh, tall righty from Texas. The guy's a freak. Futures game last year, and you got DL Hall. I don't know if pe- many people know who DL Hall is. DL Hall is a left-handed pitcher. Was in the Futures game, I think, last year or the year before, who just hit a hundred back to back on back to back pitches in the spring. This kid is one of the best left-handed pitching prospects I've seen in a very long time. I think the Orioles right now are slowly, slowly, slowly starting to build that juggernaut because you got Cedric Mullins already up there. You got a lot of these guys that are, I mean, Chris Davis is gone now. You don't have to worry about him. I think the Orioles are kind of building from the ground up, just like kind of the Jays did from young guys and then bringing in some guys from the outside that are good, like Springer and stuff. But the Orioles this year, will they be shit? Yes. I'm taking their under win total, of course. But down the line, that's going to be another team that I have to stress and not sleep because the Jays have to play these guys because this team is going to be very good in the next couple of years. I will say that right now. Their prospects are disgusting in that system. So this year they're shit, obviously, but I think they're going to be good in a couple of years coming. They're building something serious down there. Yeah, just looking at that uh, farm system, and I think um, Alexander Wells got a little bit of run. Um, he's down. He's going to be down in AAA this season, along with DL Hall, uh, and he got a few games last year uh, and flashed a little bit as well. So yeah, um, they've they've got some serviceable players. That top five maybe is okay. Cedric Mullins, uh, Ryan Mountcastle, Anthony Santander, who I think is possibly a trade candidate. Um, and yeah, it slides off a little bit, but again, it's not absolutely horrible. Um, the pitching kind of is. John Means, uh, we followed <laughs> early in the. Uh, season last year he had a no-hitter as well early doors but then got yeah. injured and um, they picked up Jordan Lyles and um, Jordan Lyles is getting around about 25% of their entire payroll which is a crazy statistic um, so he'll be their <laughs> SP2 um, Tyler Wells uh, Bruce Zimmerman and Keegan Aiken whoever they are um, and yeah even Cole Sulzer out the pen uh, wasn't too bad but uh, there's not an awful lot you can see about them. They've got a couple of interesting fantasy bits. Uh, I've just drafted Cedric Mullins in the Sports Gambling Podcast Fantasy League about 25 minutes ago. Uh, so there's a live update. Uh, Moonaf, uh, anything, any any gems of information on Baltimore you need to tell us about? No, I mean, there's always going to be that one team that's going to suffer in a division where, you know, the teams above you are, are at this point are just better than you. And that's just the reality of the fact for the Orioles right now. I mean, like Johnny said, in a couple of years with the prospects that they do have, they are going to be contending in this AL East. I think them and the Rays are probably going to trade some spots here. It depends on what they want to do with Franco and, and if a Rosarina, if they're going to want to pay them, that's a different story. But I think with the nail on the head, uh, Malcolm, that it's this rotation is just absolutely terrible. Um, you know, John means, yeah, we talked about him early last season. He fell off after the injury. Uh, when Jordan Lyles is accounting for 25% of your payroll, I think that's the biggest red flag that you need to know right there. Keegan Aiken was a uh, was a pitcher we faded last year. Dean Kramer, same thing. We all faded uh, these pitchers last year when we were, uh, you know, talking about our picks. But that top five is solid. I think it's going to be another team in the AL East that 
that uh, the batting lineup is going to put up a lot of runs, but then again, the pitching is going to give up the same amount of runs, if not even more than that. So you, th- this is another team probably that we've talked about in the division previews. They probably want to look at, you know, on a game by game basis, their game totals going over the number. Yeah, absolutely agree with you, Moon. Um, okay, we're going to get to our definitive picks, um, overs, unders, all our best bets. Uh, just before we do that, let me tell you uh, about our new horse racing sponsor uh, at Stable Jewel. Never enough things to gamble on. Uh, you know, I cover the ponies for the sports gambling podcast.com. Uh, we've got the Grand National coming up, which is the greatest spectacle, I reckon, in world sport. Uh, so watch out for the. Uh, for the Grand National update on sgpn.com in the next couple of weeks. I'll have a write-up there for you. Um, Stable Jewel is a new way to play the ponies, especially if you're brand new to the sport. A daily fantasy-style app. You can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $25,000 with one entry. If you don't know anything about horses, don't worry. The app is set up to give you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the United States. Get in the app, create your account and start building your stables today. Invite friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com. See how many winners you can pick in your stable. We'll see you in the winner's circle. Play, race, win. StableDuel.com com. Okay then, Johnny, wrap us up. Um, we want some best bets. You can have as many as you want. If you've got one, give us one. If you've got five, give us five. We want overs, unders, league winners, anything you've got. And I will be a little bit biased, but I what I have seen so far this spring training is absolutely bananas out of this guy. It is obviously Bryson Stott to win the National League MVP or player of the year. Sorry. National league player. The guy is one of the most overlooked prospects because he's not really talked about enough. He's plus 800. The guy's hitting 550 right now, 550 in spring (laughs) training. Okay. He's hitting 550 and has a chance to be the everyday, everyday third baseman slash shortstop for the Philadelphia Phillies. This is the team that's going to be competing. This is a team that's going to get a lot of national recognition. Because of their their games are going to be prime time, right? You got Bryce Harper there, so Castiano, Schwarber, all these guys. I think, and obviously I'm biased with this because he's one of my really good friends. But I think they're going to win the Rookie of the Year. I have seeing him just spit on these breaking balls, hitting hit against lefties. Um, the amount of power he's, the amount of muscle he's built over the offseason, as well as power. Um, I I genuinely think there's some value there, and. It's plus 850 on majority books. I got it at plus 800. But um, I think Bryson Stockton, when the NL Rookie of the Year, is my first best bet. And I don't think there's many guys that are going to be in the national spot like, like he is playing for the Phillies, like that are going to be on these really good teams. Most of these prospects are on terrible teams that are not getting that much as much recognition as the Phillies are going to be getting. So I think if he can stay up there consistently, do what he does, he's a career 300 hitter in the minors right now. If he could stay where he's at and just produce, produce, produce for the Phillies, I think it's kind of a no-brainer, man. I mean, that team's going to be good. He's going to be a massive part of that team. He's filling in a spot there at third base. I think Bryson Stott, to win the National League Rookie of the Year, is it has to be the play. And and um, and for my second play, and I, 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 you, I'm just picking Rookie of the Year's here, but the American League Rookie of the Year I alluded to earlier, 
is a guy, and this is going completely against national spotlight stuff, what I said, but I've had tons of prospects on the show, and they tell me this guy is the best hitter they've ever seen, ever seen take batting practice. Adley Rutschman, AL Rookie of the Year. This guy, he, he gives me Buster Posey vibes, man. You guys remember Buster Posey at the start of his career. This guy mashed, and he's good defensively. Adley Rutschman, I believe, has a pop time similar to JT Real Muto, something in that line. And he, he throws like over 95 from behind the dish to second. This guy, you can't miss on this prospect. He is one. He's a guy that you that hits at every single level. And if he is up there, it's going to have to be Ali Rushman, Rookie of the Year. And if Ali Rushman's not up there, if you want to look for another value, is another guy that's in that same range of athleticism, Spencer Torkelson. Yep. This is another guy who yeah. it looks like he's like, was, it's like a Greek god. This guy's yoked. He's disgusting at the game of baseball, and he's going to be on a team that I think is going to be drastically improved this year in the Detroit Tigers. So Spencer Torkelson or Ali Rutschman, Rookie of the Year, pick your poison with those. There's good value to take both. I believe they're both in the plus 800, and I think Ali Rutschman's like plus 800. Am I wrong on that? I'm not quite sure what he's at exactly, but I know he's up. Do you, do you know what that line's at, Moonoff, or no? Uh, let me take a look while you finish up. I'll try to pull it up. Yeah, so Aldi Rutschman is uh, – and Bryson even said to me – I asked him about – because before we always talk about prospects and stuff like that. He said Aldi Rutschman is one of the best hitters he've ever, he've ever, he's ever seen as well. So this is the guy that is very – is highly respected within the within Major League Baseball, within the prospects, and, and obviously he's one of the best prospects in baseball. So it's I'm excited, man. This is the year of the prospects. you got Bobby Witt Jr., who in my opinion is going to be coming up. you yeah. got Spencer Torkelson who's going to be coming up. You got Ali Rutschman. It's it's the year of the prospects right now, man. And uh, I'm very, very excited for it. And uh, obviously the Jays win total is like the third one that I have. I think it's going to be a very – I think that's, that number's too low if you're looking at comparisons to last year. Um, and you know what's crazy is I'm not going to say the app, but there's some apps that offer will uh, Aaron Judge play a game in Toronto. And the line is so low. It's a minus 300 for will Aaron Judge play a game in Toronto this year. Is that not low? For a yeah. whole 162-game season? It is. That has to be like a, a mortgage bet. I know it's a lot of chalk there, but <laughs> minus 300 for that is like – that's kind of crazy, you know, like one of the COVID restrictions would change. Oh, Johnny, you make me laugh. That's outstanding. <laughs> I could be um, laughing on that, but am I going bananas here? Like that's a lot. No, you – mate, you fill your boots. Fill your boots with that minus 300, Johnny. <laughs> Get yourself something nice out the window. <laughs> so we got the Jays win total on top of your couple of rookies. Uh, give us a give us a World Series winner, and then uh, Moon can give us his ALE selections. I gave my I gave my World Series prediction uh, for Blue Wire. It's I think in my mind it is going to be Jays Braves. This Braves Ooh. team, Matt Olson, that guy, and that bullpen for the Braves. Are you kidding me? You just get you you have the night shift right. And now you pick up Kenley Jansen, who's not even going to be like a massive part of that bullpen. He's going to be a guy that's there. I mean, I think he's going to be the closer, obviously. I'm downplaying it with him and Will Smith. But (laughs) that bullpen, and they won the World Series without, in my opinion, one of the most exciting players in baseball, Ronald Acuna. Mm. So I think the Braves, man, what a team that is. And I miss Alex Anthopoulos. That that guy was my hero in Toronto. So I think it's going to be Braves-Jays in the World Series. I think that's... That is, I, I'm obviously biased with the Jays one, but the Braves to me, I'm taking the Braves over the Dodgers 10 times out of 10, just based off the fact that 
that team last year showed a lot of persistence and they were doing it without Acuna. Now you add Acuna to the lineup with Matt Olson and Austin Riley and Dansby Swanson. It's that lineup is very special and that team is very special and everyone's pumping the Mets tires. No, 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 no. The Mets aren't anywhere near the Atlanta Braves, plain and simple. And that's just a fact. The Braves are a wagon. I love Alex Anthopoulos and you know damn well if the Atlanta Braves are somewhere around first and they're battling for first, Double A will make a breathtaking move at the deadline and they will just be the best team in baseball. Plain and simple. So I think it's going to be Braves Jays. And that would be my dream because Matzik's going to be there. But um, it's going to be Braves Jays. I'm, I'm not really into the, the Dodgers hype. I'm not, I'm not at all. I'm really not. Sometimes right, sometimes wrong. Always confident, uh, John is younger there. Uh, Moonaf, um, AL East, um, fill, fill out the rest of our magic spreadsheet. Uh, this is episode six of six. Uh, what have you got for us? Who's your best over under in your league winner here? Yeah, um, for my uh, best bet for the win total, God, uh, fuck it. Give me the Yankees under 91 and a half. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> You know, Malcolm, I've talked about that ball, and, and I'm trying not to be biased, but again, the pitching is just not there for me. Like, I know the Red Sox pitching is bad as well, but they, they always find a way. I think the edge that the uh, the Red Sox have is having Alex Cora in the dugout. A, he is His managing skills and is 100 times better than of Aaron Boone. Um, but for the Yankees, again, you can get all the hitters that you want, uh, but when you have these type of lineups coming into your short porch in Yankee Stadium with the Jays and the Red Sox, fucking throw the Orioles in there as well. Their top five guys are pretty good as well. Wouldn't be surprised to see some upsets by the Orioles in Yankee Stadium. So um, it, it's just not there for me. And I think you can also probably hear from Yankee fans that they're probably not too confident with Aaron Boone managing this team as well and the lack of pitching that they do have. So give me the Yankees. Uh, best bet under 91 and a half wins. Um, for the division... It's hard to ignore the Blue Jays. I'm not just saying that because Johnny is on the podcast today, but um, it, I think for for the Blue Jays, it's similar to what we talked about today with the Mets. Malcolm is that they've the ownership, the front office have kind of gone all in. Um, but I, I think that this Blue Jays roster is more complete up and down from from their starting rotation to uh, their batting lineup as well. I mean, for us to sit here talking about the AL East and we haven't even didn't even mention Vlad name that many times. Yeah. It's crazy. So, and that just tells you how good this team is going to be. So I'll take the blue Jays. Uh, it, I know Johnny said earlier that everybody's picking them to win this division, but it, it's kind of hard to ignore what they've been able to do and put this roster together over the last two seasons. So I'm going to go with the blue Jays uh, to win this division uh, quickly before we get to yours, Malcolm, uh, I wanted to go back to uh, Adley Rushman, the uh, prospect that uh, Johnny was talking about, his price is now down to six to one. So I think Johnny beat wow. the market there at eight to one. So now it's really six and six and ones right now. Wow. Wow. I mean, That's low. Uh, well, unsurprisingly, I'm going to, I'm going to fly in the face of both of you. Um, I've only talked myself into this in the last 24 hours. Um, I'm going to take the Yankees at plus three twenty five um, for a couple of reasons. Um, I don't think they're as bad as people are making out. And the, uh, I just, I, I hate to use that word value, but the fact that everyone's talking up Toronto um, and even Boston uh, and making this a really good price. Um, and I think sort of come August time, I think it could be fairly obvious in hindsight, or it certainly could be a match because um, I'm downplaying Tampa a little bit. I, I'm not keen on the Red Sox hugely, uh, which means that at least uh, if the Yankees get in a match, 
uh, with the Toronto Blue Jays down the stretch. Then plus 325 is going to provide uh, a fun sweat there. And for my over and under, uh, it's not big, it's not clever. I'm not impressing anyone, but a winner's a winner. And I'm going to take Baltimore over 62 and a half. You've got that projection oh. of 65, which gives us a four and a half game window uh, to hit. Um, I say the top of the lineup's okay. Um, and I think they can get to, they can get to 63 games. I think they can get to a couple more. Um, so that would be um, my final two. Um, yeah, we've, we've, we've reached the end. Uh, we've managed all six. Uh, Johnny, before we let you go, do you want to take 30 seconds to tout anything that you're doing, where we can find you, uh, and tell us how good Well, first off, I want, I, want, I want to start off by saying, Moonoff, I appreciate you getting back into the swing of things, man. Gambling Twitter is substantially better with you back on it. Thank you, so it like I said, we missed you on it, but you needed that time off, obviously, to get your yeah, head yeah. right. And I speak for all of us when I say this, man. Gambling Twitter, I'm going to get emotional here. Gambling Twitter is way better when you're on it. And I'll let it slide. You gave me a couple losers last year in the NBA season. Whatever. <laughs> I put 200 on Giannis over rebound. He lost Ooh. by one. But we're fine on that. <laughs> and the last thing I want to say is, is um, yeah, you can find us, the Fishing Official Podcast, um, most electric baseball podcast on, on the planet besides this one. And, uh, yeah, like I said, we bring in hot guests guys that I pumped the tires of, and uh, we got some big guests coming on soon. So a lot of big league vets, a lot of guys that have been there for a while, and a lot of re-guests. But just subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, whatever you find us, and uh, stay tuned for that Jays content coming soon as well as the vlog on the official official YouTube because we're going to be bumping. We're going to be sweating out bets. Maybe I'll fly down to Houston, watch a game with Moon off here, maybe yes, sleep sir. on his uh, porch or some shit. Oh, I got plenty uh, we'll of space get, we'll for get you, it buddy. Going, man. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you guys having me on, man, and keep doing your thing. And this year, as a unit, we're going to be collectively sweating no run first innings, maybe yes run first innings, because those are the best bet in sports. I don't give a shit what people say. The no <laughs> run and yes run first inning, it is quick twitch. It's like a blackjack hand, and they could just happen at will. And I love it. And, and uh, sports gambling is legal. In Canada, April 4th in Ontario, it's opening. Everything's opening up. Nice. All the gambling apps are going to be opening up. So no more uh, offshore apps for me. I'm excited for it. And, uh, uh, yeah, it's going to be buzzing. The boys are going to be buzzing. Legal sports gambling here. I'm excited for it. Can't wait to bet on Newcastle and uh, the rest. Yes. And uh, we're, we're going to be going from there. So keep doing your thing, uh, Mel. And, uh, obviously, I love the fact that Newcastle's good because their jerseys may, might be – I'm going to say this. They need better. They need new jerseys. Those yeah, are, I, yeah. I told Malcolm that already. They look like referee jerseys. Well, actually, like, and, and if I put you on a lie detector, you would genuinely say you like those jerseys? Well, absolutely the coolest oh my team God. in sport. Oh, Get out not of even here. close. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. You're my guy, but I, I he's lying through his teeth right now. The jersey switch. They, oh, they jersey switch, but Johnny, you've absolutely spoiled yourself there. I was just going to say your. Uh, <laughs> Your enthusiasm and attitude is absolute quality at all times, but you've Thank let yourself you, down quality. there, Johnny. You, you have let yourself down. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, hopefully, Thank you, uh, we'll speak to you on several more occasions during the season. Um, and we can, uh, we'll get into this Toronto Yankees race uh, as it develops down the stretch. Moonaf, uh, it's been a fun three days. We've, we've bashed out six of these preview pods. Um, which yeah. has only served to make me more excited uh, about this time next week um, because we will be sitting watching live baseball uh, and we'll already have won and lost a dozen bets each uh, by this time next week. And what's not yep. to love about any of that? What, what do you mean Yankees Blue Jays division race down the street? Why, why not Red Sox? Why are you so keen? What, yeah, I need to figure, we, I need to figure out what, a little bit of a ricochet. 
I need to figure out what's with you with this infatuation with New York teams because you have a soft spot for the Mets as well. What's going on? Maybe that's an I mean, offline I'm pick- conversation. I'm picking winners, mate. Strictly, strictly professional. Thank you. Uh, right. Things like the uniform colors don't come into my. Uh, I don't see color moon up as you well know. <laughs> no, you're right. This has been an absolute blast. Uh, six divisions we got through it uh, over the last three days. Um, it's been a lot of fun. The season starts next week. I mean, baseball fans are excited. Uh, Johnny, again, thank you so much for coming on. Johnny's going to be a regular on the show. It's always a blast to have him. So if you don't follow Johnny on Twitter, you guys need to. Uh, absolute, absolute entertaining account. So uh, <laughs> make sure to follow Johnny on Twitter as well. Yeah, that, uh, Let's win some money. Let's win some yeah. goddamn money. Yep. All right, Let it ride. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com. You know where to find us. Uh, everything you need knows on there. Um, We'll be back with a huge uh, preview pod next week. Um, all of the awards and um, things like the, the home run leaders, strikeouts, you name it, we'll be doing that. Uh, and then we'll pick some winners for opening day. So, yeah, keep your eyes peeled. Um, cheers, everyone, for listening. It's been a fun week. Uh, thanks to Munaf. Thanks for Johnny. Uh, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. Cheers.